apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Annie Mac Home is an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along with Justin and Alfred. We hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. And we will get to the big games in Week 17 momentarily, but we got to start reacting to the breaking news, and that is the Broncos have benched Russell Wilson in favor of Jared Stidham. Uh, an interesting move at this point. They do still have a chance. I know they've lost three out of four, but they still do have a chance. I mean, they're still, they're still only one game out of that last playoff spot, but they're way back in the AFC. They're like in like the 10th or 11th position in the AFC, so I could see, I could, I, I could see why they're doing it. But I, I don't really like the move at this point. I still think you should play Russell Wilson. I know he hasn't been great this year. He's and I know his best days are behind him, but he has been better than he's been last year. And uh, and I think he still gives you the be- a better chance to win than Jared Stidham. And you're still in the race, so I think that he should he, should, he still should be playing. But this this makes it so obvious though that they they are moving on from him. And you've seen the frustration between him and him and Sean Payton all year long, really. You've seen you've seen the friction between him and Sean Payton. You saw in that uh in that Saturday night game against the Lions how you know how ticked off uh, Sean Payton uh, got at Russell Wilson, and uh, it is it is just it, and you saw only seven points in three quarters against the Patriots. Did bring them back in that game, but they ended up losing that game. So I don't like the move at this point. I I don't like it at this point, but I could see why it's happening. 
And it's pretty obvious now that they are moving on from Russell Wilson at the end of the season. Um, the little surprising when I saw the news about an hour ago, but you know, yeah, because they're still in it. I know that's still a total long shot for them to get in there, and they need a million things to happen to go their way, and they have to win out here. Especially your point, a Chargers team that at home that's very beatable right now um, with everything the Chargers got going on right now. So it was a little puzzling, but yeah, like Wilson's played a little bit better than he did last year, but yeah, he's not the same guy. They threw him a ton of money. That's going to be, he's got 150 million, I think left on his deal. Like there's, you know, I don't think anybody's going to trade for him. You're probably going to have to cut him here. And that's going to be a lot of dead cap space. You're going to have to probably, um, Hand them, but yeah, it's a little surprising that they're still in the race here. That they ended up did, you know, ended up cutting them or benching them here. But yeah, him and Sean Page just never really felt like they were on the same page all year, as you mentioned. And yeah, it's interesting. But Jared said it was not great at all. It's definitely a downgrade. But we'll we'll see what Sean Payton can do with them. But I'm not expecting much. And they're with their offensive line, the way they played the last couple of weeks, it's could be rough sailing there for. uh Stay them in their offense the next two weeks. And you brought up the eighty-five million in dead. You brought up the dead cap, eighty-five million in dead cap. If they, if they, if they cut them or they trade them, so it's it's just a really, really bad. Just, just this is this is the worst trade in NFL history. I mean, to trade two first-round picks, one of them being Devin Witherspoon for this guy, this is the worst trade in NFL history. The Broncos are in a terrible spot. They're going to have no cap space. They're probably, they're probably because if they get rid of Wilson, they'll have no cap space going into the offseason next year. It's just a terrible spot to be in if you're the Broncos. And if you're going to get a quarterback you're pro- in the draft, you're probably going to have to trade up for him. So the Broncos are in a really, really bad spot. They probably should have a couple of years ago, ago not a couple of years ago, not made this move. They wanted to make this move. They thought, you know, okay, we're seven and ten. This is this is the missing piece. It ended up not being the missing piece, and now they are. It is a complete mess in Denver. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, you know, last the way things went last year, yeah, is you know, and into this year where things got off to a rough start and they kind of got together there. Um, but yeah, down the stretch here, they've kind of, you know, too bad, you know. Got blown by the Lions on, just got lost to a bad Patriot team. And now, yeah, now you're probably not gonna be able to draft the quarterback. You're gonna have to move up and trade trade some more assets that you know you gave up to Seattle last year. And yeah, it's and again in a tough division where if the Chargers can get working, you know, if they can finally get the right guy at head coach, and I know that's kind of a big if because the Chargers always whiff on that category. You know, with their young talent, Justin Herbert, you obviously have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and KC. I know they're having their problems right now, but it is still Kansas City. And the, the Raiders, that the, the way that Raiders defense been playing, and if they can get the right head coach in there and get a quarterback this offseason, like that's, you know, that's a decent team. So it's a division two where it's already kind of a big uphill battle. And yeah, you know, they bring in Russell Wilson. They're hoping to kind of get back to where they were a couple of years ago you know, when they had Peyton Manning for the few years and, you know, get back to being Super Bowl contenders. But yeah, they're kind of a long, you know, way, you know, they're a long way to kind of figure that out now. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's kind of a big offseason to see where they go and they're not going to have a ton of money. So they're going to have to get creative with some of this. And you bring up Peyton Manning, you bring up Peyton Manning and uh, they were, the Broncos have really not had a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired. It really has been an issue for se- seven, eight years now for the Broncos. The quarterback position has just been a major, major issue for this football team. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 continued to be an issue. They they got a washed up Russell Wilson. I mean, 
we'll see if he could start. Yeah, I think he's better than at least, you know, half the starters. Still, I think he's still better than almost half the starters in the league. He didn't have a terrible year this year. We'll see what, what, team, what team ends up picking, picking him up. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it looks like it is over for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, yeah, we'll see kind of who ends up uh, grabbing him this offseason. I bet, you know, I will say I wouldn't mind, depending on what he wants, because where the Patriots are right now, I wouldn't mind picking up a him or Kirk Cousins because I don't think we're going to get Lo- or Williams or Drake May at this point. So I wouldn't mind if the money's right. I wouldn't mind the Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson for another year, for a year or two just to kind of bridge the gap or something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's just it just was a just this was just a terrible trade. I say the worst trade in NFL history uh, for for the Broncos, and uh, and and they have and it looks like they bench they they have bench Russell Wilson. It looks like they moved on from Russell Wilson. So while we're talking about the Broncos, we'll just talk about their game this week against the Chargers. We'll go. We'll quickly go quickly go through this game because this game is an absolute bore with Jared Stidham and Easton Stick going at it playing against each other. I think it's a low scoring game, but I'll take the quarterback who's played more this year in Easton Stick. I'll take the Chargers sixteen to thirteen. Justin, who you got? Yeah, I'll take the uh, Chargers now. I know I had Denver originally, but I'll take the Chargers now. Um, you know, seventeen thirteen. Um, I just. Yeah, I think DC Sick hasn't played play bad. They played pretty well the other night against the Bills. A couple of turnovers there kind of cost them. So I'll take charge to go on the road here and, and uh, get the close win and officially knock out the Broncos of any hope of the playoffs. All righty. So we'll get to the big game in uh, in week, in week 17. That's between the Dolphins and Ravens. This game is for home. If the winner of this game uh, has a good chance to get home field advantage. If the Ravens win, they clinch the division. And they could clinch the division if the Jets win tomorrow night, but they would clinch the division and they would clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. The Dolphins, if they win this game, they clinch the AFC East. And then if they beat Buffalo the next week, they would clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So a huge game between these two teams. And I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it, 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 I mean, both quarterbacks are going to play really well. I think Lamar is going to play like the like uh, like an MVP candidate, like an MVP, like like he did the other night. I mean, I think he's going to have a, a good game. He's going to throw a couple touchdown passes. And I think two is going to play well too. I think the big injury in this, the big question in this game is, is Jalen Waddle going to play? Because that's going to make a difference because if not, they're going to roll coverage. Uh, the, the Ravens, you know the Ravens are going to try to take Tyree Kill out of the game. Uh, and I think I think this is going to be a red zone game. And I think the Ravens are going to convert in the red zone and the Dolphins are going to have a little bit of trouble in the red zone. And I think that's ultimately going to be the difference uh, in this game because the Dolphins, they moved the ball last week, but they did, kick, they did, kick, they did kick field goals. They didn't score touchdowns against the Cowboys. They kicked a lot of field goals against the Cowboys. I think it'll kind of be more of the same this week where they move the ball and kick some field goals. So they move the ball and kick field goals, and the Ravens move the ball and score touchdowns. So in this game, I got the Ravens winning it 28-23. But, Justin, can the Dolphins pull off the upset and win the AFC East? Without Jalen Waddle this week, I got the Ravens 27-23. I just think he's a huge part of their offense. And now if you're Baltimore, you can really kind of scheme up and really kind of focus a lot in your efforts there, just trying to slow down Tyree Kill. So – and. You know, every time we kind of see Miami play like a more physical team like this, every time they get punched in the mouth, they don't usually respond well. And that's kind of what I'm expecting this week. You know, going with the Baltimore, I know coming off like a big win against San Francisco and, you know, especially like and sometimes against, you know, like when they Ravens, just, um, yeah, when the Ravens blew up Detroit, you know, middle of October, they went 38 to six. They came back and they struggled against the Cardinals team. Like we kind of seen them have, you know, the next week struggle, but I think it's Miami team. I think they come out and play well. I think Lamar Jackson plays well, and I think Tua has a decent day. Um, 
but I like Baltimore here at home, and you know, I, I think the Ravens knock them off. All right. Speaking of Lamar, and the big question is, is if he wins this game, does Lamar lock up the MVP if he wins this game? And I think he absolutely does. I think there's no way Lamar Jackson isn't the MVP if he doesn't if he if if if, if he uh, doesn't if if he there's no way he's not the MVP if if he wins this game. I think he has it locked. There's there's no way he's not going to be the MVP if he wins this game because uh because he has he would have the best record. I mean, yeah, you look at Brock Purdy, but c- come on. And I've said this for weeks about Brock Purdy. He's uh, he's played well, but he's got that, that that's the best roster in the league. So and then Dak and uh Dak and Hurts have had really good years, but I don't think they've had as good a years as Lamar. So I I I if 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 uh if Lamar wins this game, I think he definitely. There's no question in my mind that Lamar will lock up the MVP if he wins this game. I agree. I think he will, but should he? Like, he's got 19 passing touchdowns on the year, like seven interceptions. Like, he hasn't been great, know, and he got helped out by four INTs last week. Yeah, I think it should. I think the MVP should either go to McCaffrey or Tyreek Hill. Like, if Miami wins this game, I think Hill should be. The MVP favor. I don't think he will because it's turned into just whatever quarterback has got the best record. You know, it's like the Heisman Award now. But I agree that he's probably going to win it, but I don't think he's the most deserving guy to win the MVP. He's had a nice year, but you know, like the the, the numbers don't blow blow you away. They just don't. And you know, last week they got a lot of help. So nothing to take away from Lamar Jackson. He's been a you know really good quarterback. Um, I don't think he's the most deserving, but yes, I think he'll win the MVP if they do win this game on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, he's still, I mean, one of the top. top uh, just the thing about this season is it just ha- there hasn't been a great year from a quarterback. That's the thing. Because Mahomes is at a down year because of the receivers. Hurts has been, his numbers aren't as good as last year, but he's had, he's had impressive moments, but his numbers aren't as good as last year. Dak has been really good, but he hasn't been as good on the road as he's been at home. And uh, and Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Joe Burrow's hurt. So it's just it's a lot of quarterbacks are hurt, and not a lot. And no quarterbacks had like an MVP, uh, like an MVP. No quarterbacks really had an MVP season. So this is pretty much the reason why a lot of people think Lamar. The why Lamar is the batting favorite is he is the quarterback on the team that has the best. As you said, he's the quarterback on the team that has the best record. So uh, I, I so, and, and another reason why I would give it to him is they still really don't have a true number one receiver. Odell is not as good as he once was. Zay Flowers hasn't proven to be a number one receiver, and it's not that good at all. And he lost Mark Andrews. He's got the best record in the in in, in the conference, and he lost Mark Andrews, who is a who is a top tight end in the league. So I I, I would give it to Lamar. I would definitely give it to Lamar if he wins this game. I know that's a good point about the wide receiver. He does not have really good weapons. We've kind of seen, you know, I know we'll get the Chiefs, but it's, you know, Mahomes doesn't really trust many of his receivers right now. They're not great. They struggled to catch the football this year. Isaiah likely stepped up and has played really, really well. But as you mentioned, yeah, like none of none of the quarterbacks have really have jumped off the page this year. And that's why I feel like this is a year where it should go to somebody besides a quarterback. Like it, you know, because it, it, what, like a running back's won it. Or what? Wide receivers and running backs have not won it, you know, much lately. Like, you know, I know Peterson won it in what 2000 to 2011. Peterson 2012, won it 20, he won? Uh, uh, 2012. He won it. Okay, 2012. So like that's and, the last time we've seen a running back. Yeah, yeah. And I've never. I don't so, think we've seen we've seen a receiver win it in years. I don't yeah, think. wasn't it? Right, Jerry Rice. I don't think Moss won any. 
No, I'm off the Probably Drew Rice. Yeah, so, so yeah, it, 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 and to your point, yeah, it, it is definitely, definitely a quarterback award. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but, but you made a good point where if, if this, this year is that one year where, yeah, a quarterback probably shouldn't win it because, yeah, no one's really having a great year. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing where it's like, it, yeah, because if a quarterback wins it this year, unless of a running back or wide receiver just have an unbelievable, like a wide receiver goes for over 2,000 yards, you know, or a running back kind of, you know, has combined over for another like 2,000 yards, something like that. Like, yeah, maybe we see one of those guys get it. But, yeah, like this kind of just feels like a year where it should, and if it doesn't, it really – like the Heisman, it shows it's going to be pretty much impossible for a non-quarterback to ever really win this award, and they must truly have just an un, un, you know, unremarkable season, something that you know just blows you away. Because uh, like something like if Miami wins this week, Tua is going to be the MVP favorite. But we've seen Tua without Tyree Kill, and that offense is not the same. No, I no, think, not at all, you know, not at all, not at so, all. You know, Tyreek should be the would should be the MVP favorite going if they win, but it'll probably be Tua. So that's kind of the big thing there. So, you know, I understand why it's, it's a quarterback award. I get it, but you know, the MVP award really this year should go to a non-quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get your point. I still, though, I'm going to say that I would give it to Lamar, but here's the thing. If it does go to a non-quarterback, it would be the first time in two, yeah, since 2012, since, uh, since uh, Adrian Peterson, that it would go to a non-quarterback and it would only be the second time since 2006 that it would go to one. So really in the last 15 years, it's only gone to a non-quarterback one time. And that's then that's Adrian Peterson. So it's yeah, it pretty much is a quarterback award. I get your point, but I would still give it to Lamar. Because uh, I, I look at where would a team be if you took them off that team? And if you took Lamar off the Ravens, I think it would make a I, I, I think it would make more of a difference than if you took McCaffrey off the Niners or if you took uh, Tyreek Hill off the Dolphins. Even though those offenses don't look the same when those guys aren't in, I still think that uh, if you took Lamar off the Ravens, it would be the biggest difference. And that, that the, for me, an MVP is where would this team be without this player? And I think, I think the Ravens would be, I think if you took Lamar off the Ravens, they would be worse than the Niners would be without McCaffrey. And they'd be worse if the, than the Dolphins would be without Tyreek Hill. No, that's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. Cause you know, that's what the worst would be. And that, yeah, that's a good point. Cause yeah, Huntley, cause yeah, Huntley got in there last year and they, you know, when he, they took over for Lamar and things just weren't the same for that offense and that team. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Cause yeah, it's gotta be the guy that really is such an important part of that, of that, um, of that team. And Lamar Jackson's been, been that and you mentioned the kind of the weapons and, you know, it seems like every year they lose a couple running backs. Like this year they lost Dobbs again. They lost Mitchell a couple weeks ago and Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the sport. They don't lose in him, but yeah. So, you know, that's a really good point about, you know, Lamar and that, that offense. Yeah. It'd be totally different and kind of the system they were. I know Huntley's kind of more, it's kind of the same type of quarterback where he is, you know, really good runner um, as well. But um, yeah, you know, that's, that's a really good point there about Lamar and just how poor he's such an important part of that, that Ravens offense. Absolutely. 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 So we will move on to a huge game in the NFC between the lions and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have lost two in a row. Jimmy Johnson finally getting into the ring of honor. Long, long, long overdue. But at least Jerry Jones did it. He's finally going into the ring of honor Saturday night. But for the game, 
I think this. I think this is going to be not not similar because I think the Cowboys are going to score points. I think this defensively, it's going to be similar to what happened to the Cowboys when they played the Cardinals. It's going to be similar to what happened to the Cowboys when they played the Niners. It's going to be similar to the Cowboys what happened to the Cowboys when they played the Bills. I think the Lions are going to run all over them. I really do. I think the Lions run all over them with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I think Jared Goff throws a couple of touchdown passes. I think Dak has a big game here, but I think it comes down to the end, and I think Jared Goff leads a game winning drive. And I'm going to go with the Lions here. I'm going to go with the Lions to be the, the only team to win at AT&T Stadium this year. And I think I think they go to 12-4, and four and I think they win this game. I got the Lions pulling the upset, winning 30-27 to 27 over the Cowboys. But, Justin, can the Cowboys complete the perfect season at home? Yeah, I think they do. I got Dallas 31-21. to 21. Um, They've been averaging over 40 points at home. They've just been an absolute juggernaut. Um, they're coming off back-to-back losses here, and I think they're going to be – you know, really motivated to get back out there and have a big night. And I just, I understand what you're saying about the Lions running game, but this Detroit defense just gave up 400 yards to Nick Mullins. And we're lucky that he threw four interceptions in that game Sunday. Like, I just don't trust this Lions defense at all to stop Dallas's offense. And especially because they've just, you know, when they've been on turf this year at home, they've just been unstoppable. And I think that's the difference. I think Dak has a monster game and, Detroit coming off their first division title in 30 years, like, you know, probably a huge celebration after the game. And I think uh, maybe a little bit of a kind of a letdown spot here for Detroit after all that celebrating. And, you know, I, I think Dallas at home here takes care of business, bounces back. But here's the thing. Dallas has struggled against good teams. Dallas has really, really struggled against good, good teams. Outside of the Eagles, they really haven't beaten a good team. They, they lost. They lost to the. They lost to the Dolphins last week. They they got beat up by the Bills. They they uh they uh, they lost. They crushed by the Niners. I just don't trust this 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 Dallas team against good football teams. I just don't. I know they beat the Eagles, but they've kind of had their way with the Eagles in the past. They've had their way for years with the Eagles at home. So. I just don't trust this Dallas team with against good teams. That's that's why I'm going with uh, with the Lions. And I think Dan Campbell's a good coach. I think he's going to have his guys ready to go. And I think they're winning this game on Saturday night. Yeah, this and I see because I don't trust Dallas either. But I don't trust Detroit more. I honestly, I think I just I like Dan Campbell is so unpredictable. That's the thing. Like the some of the fourth down thing calls that he makes that you know going for it. Like I think puts you up sometimes in bad spots. You know, where you, you know, try to go for too many of them. You go in bad field position. Dallas takes, you know, takes advantage of it. So, yeah, I don't really trust the Cowboys either. But because they're at home, you know, I know we're about to talk about Detroit, too, and their positioning here in the NFC. But I just, I don't, I don't like this defense. And I get it with Dan Campbell, but I don't, I don't love him. And I, I think I could see him being too aggressive in this game and it costs them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And, and 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 speaking of these teams and the postseason, we'll start with the Cowboys. The big question for the Cowboys is: we know they're in; they've they are in the playoffs. The big question, the big question for them, because it looks like they're going to be on the road. So it doesn't look like the Eagles, even though they haven't been playing that well, are going to lose to the Cardinals and the Giants. So it looks like the Cowboys are going to be on the road in the postseason. The big question is: can this Cowboys team make a run in the playoffs? And I think it's, the, it's going to be more. It's going to be the same thing for the Cowboys. They win. They win one. They win one game. Against against whoever wins the NFC South, that might be a tougher game than you think if they have to play the Bucks again this year because the Bucks have been playing really well. But I think they win one game. But again, but how it always is with the Cowboys when they get to the divisional round, they lose, and I think they lose again in the divisional round. I don't think this team makes a run in the playoffs because I I I, I, I like Dak. I think Dak is good enough to win a championship. Uh, but the thing is, the lack of depth at receiver, 
it, the offensive line has had some issues staying healthy. The run defense is 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 not good. Their run defense, their pass defense is really good. Their run defense is not good, especially against good teams. So their run defense isn't good enough. Uh, and the coaching, to me, is still a little bit questionable with Mike McCarthy, especially in the postseason when he's going up against better coaches. He could beat up against the bad teams and the bad coaches, but when he goes up against better coach, better coaches and teams that are as good as his, he has struggled in the postseason. That was that's been the story in Green Bay, and it's been the story, and it's been the story since he's been in Dallas. So. I don't think this team makes a run in the playoffs. I think they might win a game in the playoffs, but I don't think they make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, because uh, yeah, they probably, you know, they're gonna be an NFC South winner. Yeah, they probably they're gonna win that game, and then they're more than likely going to San Francisco if no upsets happen. And they're gonna, you know, we've already seen that matchup play out once, and we saw how ugly that would be or that was. And I would assume it's gonna be maybe not as bad, but I assume Dallas will probably lose that game by. At least ten points. So I'm with you. Like I think they go down the divisional round, and even if it's not the Niners, you're going back to Philly. And I know Philly's been struggling, but at home, and we've seen what Dallas has looked like on the road. I don't see them going to Philly in the playoffs and knocking off the Eagles as well. So I'm with you. They probably win a game in the first in in the wild card round, and they get knocked out in the divisional round. Um, and yeah, like I think McCarthy, you know, I think it was. A good decision to move on from you know Kellen Moore and I think Mike McCarthy's done a really good job with the play calling this year. But yeah, I don't I don't trust him in the postseason. You know we've so um, I'm I'm with you. This team probably wins the game and that'll be it. Like it usually has been over the years with the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now to the Lions and the big question for the Lions are with the Cowboys and Eagles struggling and we still probably even though the Niners lost last week, it still looks like they're the best team in the NFC. The big question for the Lions is is are they the second best team in the NFC? And I think they are. I think the Lions are the second best team in the NFC. I think their defense, yeah, it's not that it's not great, but it's, I still think it's good enough. They're good enough defensively with, with, with some of the pieces they have. I think they're good enough defensively. And their offense is one of the top offenses in the league. One of the best offensive lines in football. Goff is not a great quarterback, not elite, but he's a good quarterback who has gotten a team, who has gotten to a Super Bowl. They got a good running game. They got one of the best tight ends in football in Sam Laporta. They got Amaran St. Brown, St. Brown at receiver. So I, I think this team right now is the second best team in the NFC. And they're the team I think who plays the 49ers in the conference championship game. Do you, I, if the Rams play the Lions in the wild card round, which could very possibly happen, I'm taking the Rams. I'm already uh, telling they, you I'm on the Rams. It, it, it depends on if McNeil comes back. If McNeil comes back, cause he's been a really good player defensive tackle for them. I think they win because I think if the Rams can't run the ball, I don't think they beat they beat the Lions. If they can run the ball, they definitely have a chance. And that'll be a very interesting game if they play because it's, it's Stafford and Goff. But uh, what do you think? Where, where, where do you got the Lions? I still have them third. I still have the Eagles ahead of them. I just can't take this line. I, like I don't know what Lions teams gonna show up. I know they do the Eagles, they, but they were dominant again. They were dominant two weeks ago. They won against. They won. They won on the road. I know the Vikings aren't a great team, but they they took care of business on the road. In in the in in the in the division, the Eagles didn't take care of business on the road a couple of weeks ago, and they and, and they and they and the same issues happened against the Giants. The you know the fumble up on the kickoff, the picks the pick six. I mean that that's a game the Eagles got 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 to take and run away with. It shouldn't be that game should never have came down to the last play against against the Giants. So I, I, right now I'm 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 going with the Lions. I know the, to me the Niners are clearly I think both of us the Niners are clearly the yeah. best team, but. The second best team. I'm going with the Lions. I get, yeah, I'm with the Eagles because like I can't get that stinker. 
Bears game out of my head or or the Packers one. Like, the thing is, I know the Eagles haven't played well, but in most of those games, they still find ways to win football games. The Lions, I can't always say that because yeah, usually when they're down, what are you going to say? I, I, here's what I'm going to say. The Bears and Packers, those are divisional opponents, and they're both better. I know you can say the same thing with the Eagles and the Giants, but they're both better teams than the Giants, even though the, even though the Giants beat the Packers. Some of they are. They are. But what about that Ravens game? Raven just got back from London and they still whooped them by 30. I know you, those are I, you, know, you can't like, get out of your head there. Yeah, there's there's a couple I can't just get over. And that's why I just and when Campbell gets behind, that's usually when he's too aggressive and it kind of snowballs. That's where I just at least the Eagles find ways to win those football games. I totally can't, you know, Lions have won some of them, but I still got to take that Eagles team that got back to Super Bowl last year. I just, I, I have to see this Lions team do it in the month of January. I just do, and I still not all the way trusting them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see what the Lions do. I think they're contenders, though. I really do. I think with how good their offense is, and I like Campbell as a head coach, I think they're, 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 they're contenders. This is the best chance the Lions had to winning a championship in a very, very long time. Yeah, 20, the 2014 team they had was good. But I think they have a better chance of winning it this year. I think this is the best chance the Lions. This, as I said, this is the best chance the Lions have of winning a Super Bowl in a very in over thirty years, and, and, and it makes sense because this was their first division title in thirty years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I think with you know outside of, of the Niners right now, second it, it is like I agree. Like it's wide open. Like I you know the Lions could be there, the Eagles could be the second best team. Like I do think it's wide open to get to that NFC Championship game. So like I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions get there. I just you know, and this offense is great. You know, Jerry Coff has played well, and if they can be in a dome, they can get home field and kind of play in the dome the first couple of rounds, then great. I feel me, I'll feel a little bit better about them. You know, they can avoid the Rams in the first round too, would uh, you know, be good as, as well for them. But, um, I just, I just, you know, I still got to just take the, I know the Eagles been struggling. I don't think Jalen Hurts is still 100%. They, the Eagles probably haven't played a great game. Probably since either that um, Dolphins game or the Bucks, you know, way back in like week three or four, they, they was the last time they played a complete game. Week but seven, they played the Dolphins. I took, yeah, week seven. And so, they, beat the, and they um, beat the Chiefs. I'll give you that. They beat the Chiefs. They did, but it wasn't. I like it wasn't complete effort. Like they yeah. they did not play great in that game. You know, yeah. like so. I still just got to take the Eagles a little bit more, just because they got to a Super Bowl last year, and I just Lions. I could see it happening this year. I just don't. I still just trust the Eagles a little bit more. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs because there's a good chance the Eagles and Lions will play against each other in the second round. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs. But we will move on to an AFC matchup tomorrow night in Cleveland as the Jets take on the Browns. The Browns try to clinch a playoff spot. Joe Flacco has done a really, really nice job stepping in. Uh, they're 3-1 they're and one with him as a starter. And I think it continues this week, and they win another one. I think they win. They get to the playoffs. And they win this one pretty easily. I think the Jets did everything they could last week to hand the game to Washington until Washington couldn't stop them at the end because their defense is absolutely pathetic. So uh, I, I think that the Browns, they have success running the football. I think Joe Flacco throws a couple touchdowns. I think they force a couple turnovers from Trevor Simeon. I got the Browns winning it 27-10 over the Jets. But, Justin, can the Jets spoil the Browns' chances to clinch a playoff spot? No, I got the Browns as well here, 24 to 10. Simeon starting. This Browns defense has been dominant at home this year. I think it's going to be a rough night for the Jets offense. And and if Zach Wilson doesn't come back and um, start another game this year for the Jets, it's going to be the fourth straight season where they've not had a quarterback throw for more than 
10 passing touchdowns in a season. So, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. They're the first one since the uh, 89 to 92 Patriots to accomplish that beat. Um, wow. Yeah. So that's been a while, especially in this day and age of, and if, you know, in this day of football where teams are putting up points, you know, every week. I know it hasn't been the same this year, but um, yeah, so it's been a long, you know, long couple of years here for the Jets at quarterback. Um, and it's going to be ugly here the way Joe Flacco's been playing. Gonna want some revenge too here against the Jets. Oh, know, yeah. Last year. So I expect Joe Flacco to come out, play well, and Browns will win by a couple scores. We got a rematch of the last two AFC Championship games as the Bengals take on the Chiefs. It kind of doesn't feel like it because Joe Burrow's not playing. The Chiefs aren't playing that well. But I think the Chiefs will struggle like they've had all year, if they've done all year offensively. But I do think they win this game. I just don't see this defense losing to Jake Brown. I think he turns the ball over a couple of times. I do think Mahomes, he struggles. They, they struggle a little bit, but he throws a couple of touchdown passes. And I think the Chiefs win this one. I think they win it 24-16 to 16 over the Bengals, and they clinch the AFC West, and they clinch a playoff spot. But, Justin, can the Bengals keep their playoff hopes alive? I don't think they will this week. That's the Chiefs 24-21. to 21. You know, Brownie's played well when he doesn't have to face the Steelers, and he is going up against a really good Chiefs defense that Aiden O'Connell could not complete a pass the final three quarters, and the Chiefs still couldn't find a way to win the football game. Which is crazy, week. which is crazy. Yeah, 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 it was. You know, the couple of defense scores, the Raiders defense scores, they were able to get there. And, uh, you know, right now I just – I don't – Mahomes just doesn't trust any of his wide receivers. And, you know, Kelsey's not the same. Like, he's still one of the better tight ends in the league, but, like, he's just not – the same guy and the offensive line last week just you know did not do a great job protecting Mahomes and I do think they get out what they win because the Bengals defense is not very good you know you saw the Steelers were able to move up down the field they you know a couple broken coverages there so I do have the Chiefs win this game by field goal um and kind of maybe looking a little bit better but still not great we got a big game in Seattle between the Steelers and the Seahawks huge game for both teams both teams come in at eight and seven both trying to make the playoffs I think this game is close. This game is competitive, but I'm going to take the home team and I'm going to take the quarterback that's playing playing better. I know it's not crazy. It's not a crazy thing to say that it's not a uh It's not a you know it's not a, a high bar to clear saying that uh, Geno Smith is playing better than Mason Rudolph. But I think I'll take the more experienced quarterback in the game. I think it comes. I think the Seahawks have success running the football. Uh, and I think their defense makes a stop at the end. I think their defense makes a stop instead of them scoring at the end of uh, at the end of the game like they did the last two weeks. I think their defense makes a big stop this week against the Steelers. That's why I got them winning this game, twenty three to seventeen, over the Steelers. But Justin, can the Steelers win their second in a row and stay stay in the playoff race and uh, Clint and uh, give Mike, Mike Tomlin another winning season? Yeah, one for Mike Tomlin, but I got the Seahawks as well, 21-16. Tomlin's usually really good at, you know, times you want to take Tomlin is when he's an underdog. Gino hasn't been great, but, you know, he's been very up and down this year. But, yeah, I, I got to take him over Mason Rudolph. I think, you know, Seattle's got a little bit more explosive guys offensively than the Steelers do. Um, I think the Steelers defense will keep him in this game, um, but I think the Steelers just kick a couple field goals in this game. They're not able to convert why, um, you know, the Seahawks – Seahawks will will score touchdowns there, and and um, you know I do think Seattle finds a way at home to uh, escape with a victory. righty. the Rams who are trying to get into the postseason go to the travel all the way to the east, all the way to the East Coast to face the Giants at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. The Giants are have benched Tommy DeVito. Now they're back to Tyrod Taylor. 
And in my opinion, I think that because because DeVito's their only co- the quarterback is DeVito's the quarterback that is under contract next year. I know Taylor's better, but DeVito's the quarterback that's under contract next year, and the Giants are eliminated. So why don't they just give keep giving DeVito the reps instead of completely just giving up on him? You know, midway through the game, I know Dayball said he wanted to spark the team and everything. And yes, Tyrod Taylor played pretty well. He had that touchdown pass to Darius Slayton, but also they were a little lucky to be in the game because of some of the some of the moves Philadelphia made. With the with the fumbled uh, the, the, the the fumbling the kickoff uh, the uh, the pick six even though the Giants blew some of their lose some opportunities too in the first half with the drop touchdown pass Isaiah Simmons a drop pick six so they blew some opportunities too they they didn't get convert a fourth and one but I still don't I, I just don't get why at this point the Giants would be you know go, going to Tyrod Taylor instead of Tommy DeVito I would just want to see Tommy DeVito get some reps at this point. You're out of the playoffs. Let DeVito get reps. But Dable chose to start Tyrod Taylor. And for this game, I think it may, my, it'll stay competitive for a half. I think the Giants stay competitive for a half. But I think the Rams take over. I think Stafford throws a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, he throws a t- I think I think Nakua gets a touchdown reception. I think Kyron Williams is a big game. Goes over goes for over 100 yards. Again, Kyron Williams, but a huge difference maker for this team. And that has been the identity of this Rams offense, especially in the second half of the year running the football. I think they 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 run the they, they they don't have a problem running the football against the Giants. I think it's close early on, but the Rams pull away late third quarter, fourth quarter, and that's why I got the Rams going to 9 and 7, winning this game uh 27-17 over the Giants. But Justin, can the Giants uh can the Giants pull the upset and hurt the Rams playoff hopes? I still keep this close. They got the Rams 23 to 20. Um, I do, I understand what you're saying about DeVito. You want to keep getting them rest, but I think as a coach and as an organization, I know you're eliminated, but I think you also want to go out there and still kind of who gives you the best chance to win the football game on Sunday. And I do think that's Tyrod Taylor more than Tommy DeVito. And I think that's why they're doing it. You know, and I know you're out of it. I know probably like to improve your draft stock or draft odds there, but I think as a coaching staff and as an organization, you still got to go out there and go win those games or at least, you know, try to go win those games. I think Tyrod gives you the, that best opportunity there. And, you know, I think Tyrod Taylor is going to give, give them some, um, give them some problems here. And I think coming out East, I think, I think the giants, you know, defensively keep this close and look at if the, um, the giants offensive line can give Tyrod Taylor some time and he can make a couple plays and with his scrambling ability, I do think the Giants keep this thing close, and I think th- this could be a tough one for the Rams. I do think they get out of there a winner, but I do think it's it's a close game, and I think Giants at home do um do fight, do battle, and and you know lose this game by by a field goal. Yeah, and I get what you're saying that yeah, you want to have the you want to play the quarterback that gives you the best chance to win, but at this point for the Giants, what does a win do? What does a what what, do, what does winning the game do? It just it just uh, and I know you shouldn't be tanking at any means. I I, I get it. But I think you need to look at some of your younger players now, and that's the that's the thing. And I mean, and play, and you know what Tyrod Taylor is—he's a solid backup, and and uh, could be, and he was a decent starter in Buffalo. But that's really all he is. Why don't you just keep, in my opinion, why don't you just keep giving Devito reps, giving him more confidence that if he's got a step, because Tyrod Taylor is probably not going to be on the team next year, and 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 there's a good chance Devito will probably be on the team. There's, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Devito, but. He, he, he might be on the team next year, so it would be nice to get him, keep, keep his confidence up, get him more reps. So if he has to step in again next year, if Daniel Jones gets hurt, and we know there's a good chance Daniel Jones will get hurt because he gets hurt a lot, and he's, he's ready to go and he's ready to play, he's ready to play well. So 
I, I just, I, I mean, I know Dable wanted to spark the team in the second half last week, but I still just don't get, don't get the benching. I just would have stuck with DeVito for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I get it. You know, I don't understand what you're saying about, yeah, because DeVito's probably going to be here. Uh, Tyrod's not. But, you know, as a staff, as a coaching staff, I know they're not going to fire Dable, but you also, you know, you got to go out there and he's got to coach and win games. And, you know, and, this, and Tyrod Taylor is the one that's going to give you the better shot to win a football game. Yes, I understand going out there, getting some, you know, your younger players, some reps here and all that. But, you know, I just think right now, Dable, you know, trying to go out there and fight, you're trying to kind of go in the offseason with some momentum here the last couple of weeks, get a couple of wins, kind of try to, I know it's going to be tough, but, you know, if you can somehow go the offseason 7-10, for the way things started, you're kind of, feeling a little bit better. I know the court, you know, Daniel Jones, you know, will he be healthy? And there, there's some offseason questions, yes, but I do think you got to go out there still as a staff and you got to, you know, and as a coach kind of, you know, for the team to kind of put the guy that gives you the best shot to win a football game. And right now I do think it's it's Tyrod. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I'll, I, I get what you're saying. But, uh, but, but yeah, it's going to be a tough game. It would be a tough game against this Rams team no matter who the starter was. So we'll see what happens with, with, with Tyrod, with, 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 with this quarterback situation and with this quarterback situation in the offseason, seeing that Daniel Jones has a major, it's a major cap hit. They're, they're obviously going to go with them, but we'll see, we'll see how they address this quarterback situation. Will they draft the quarterback in the second round? Uh, we'll, we'll see how they address this quarterback situation in the offseason. But we got to move on to talk about the Packers and the Vikings. This is This is a playoff game. This is a playoff game between these two teams. Uh, that would be between these two teams. And I think this is going to be a, this obviously will be a competitive game, but I think it's going to be a much different outcome from the outcome that happened in October because Jordan Love has been red hot since the, since the Charger game. He has been red hot. 14 total touchdowns, only one interception. The, who was a guy from Connecticut? Was, right. uh, Jason Pinnock was the only yeah. guy. <laughs> he was easy. That's the only interception that Jordan Love has thrown in, in his last, uh, in his last six games. Uh, the Packers are four and two. In those six games, too, 14 touchdowns, 14 total touchdowns, only one interception. And Nick Mullins had a really rough week. I mean, he played okay. They moved the ball, but he threw four picks against the, against the Lions. So I think this is a close competitive game. But Hawkinson being out is going to hurt the Vikings. So I do think Mullins is going to continue to turn the ball over a couple times because he does that. He gives he, he turns the ball over like two two or three times a game. And I do think the Packers will capitalize on it. I do think that the Vikings will move the ball. So I do think Mullins will throw a couple touchdown passes, but I think he turns the ball over a couple times and Love throws a couple touchdown passes for the Packers. And I got the Packers going to eight and eight. I got the Packers winning this game 31 to 24 over the Vikings, but Justin, can the Vikings sweep the Packers and end their playoff hopes? I wouldn't be surprised, but I got the Packers 23 to 21. The Packers defense has been so bad. You know, the Carolina offense last week. Oh, terrible. uh, The Packers defense right now, outside of maybe the commanders and the, uh, and the commanders and the Cardinals is right. They're, they're, they're they're right there. And Joe Barry has got to be fired. That is the Mm -hmm. one move that's got to be made. Even if they get to the playoffs and get crushed in the first round, Joe Barry has got to go. He is he, that, that defense, and they have they have more talent. They, they, talent. They, they are playing below their talent. They're not a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but they're playing below their talent level. Oh, absolutely, they are. And Joe Barry, or he was the guy of Cleveland last year, and you saw the right. He was DC last year in Cleveland, right? No, no. And you no, saw no, no. Wait, I thought it was no, Barry, but no, no. Why? Andrew oh, Barry is yeah. the GM of Cleveland. That's why. Oh, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, that's who probably I'm thinking of. I thought, but um. Yeah, this season's been so bad. I know LaFleur's been saying, oh, you know, we'll get it together. I don't, you know, he's 
trying to, you know, instill some confidence in that defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if Vikings won this game, but it, it's the Nick Mullins factor. Of, yes, he could throw three interceptions in this game and help out the Packers. And I think that's what happens in this one. And yeah, as you mentioned, Jordan Love's been playing really, really well. I know the Vikings defense has played, has been, you know, Flores, the way that he's fixed his defense this year has been unbelievable. Um, but I do think there's a couple turnovers here in this one. And now with TJ Hawkinson out, Jordan Addison may not play in this one as well. A lot of injuries offensively for the Vikings. And I do think at some point it catches up with you. So I got the, uh, I get the Packers going, going and win this football game here on the road Sunday night. Humongous matchup in the NFC South as the Bucks take on the Saints. I mean, I think, I think, and I think this is, this game is going to be really, really competitive between the two teams. I think this is going to be a really competitive game. I, I, and I do think, you know, Carr will, will throw maybe a touchdown or, t- or two. I think Baker Mayfield stays hot because Marshawn Lattimore is not going to play. So I think Baker Mayfield stays hot. There's a couple touchdown passes. I think this game comes down to the end where Carr's got to make a play. And I don't think he does because I think it's going to be all on him in this game. I think, I don't think the, the Saints are going to get a running game going in this game. I think it's going to be all on him. So I think it comes down to the end where Carr's got to make a play and he doesn't. And I got the Bucks going to nine and seven. I got the Bucks winning 24 20 over the Saints. But Justin, can the Saints get revenge in week four and keep their hopes of winning the division alive? No, I get the Bucs as well here, 24 to 16. Um, I really love the way Tampa Bay's been playing lately. Baker's been playing really, really well. They've won four straight while wow, the Saints are coming in this one, losing four of six, and have not been playing really good football late. And I think uh Tampa Bay, you know, and Baker continue to play well. Chris Godwin had over 100 yards in the first meeting. And I think he goes over 100 yards again. And I think Mike Evans could have a big day as well. And the Saints have kind of struggled when they got to the red zone. There have been turnovers. They, you know, they've used a lot of Taysom Hill and some gadget stuff. But they've kicked a lot of fuels in this in this year. And I got Tampa Bay, the way that defense is playing, the way Baker's been playing, they're kind of peaking at the right time. And I got the Buccaneers winning this one and sweeping the Saints. We got the Falcons heading to Chicago to face the Bears. Falcons need this win. The Bears are still mathematically in it, but they need a ton of help to even have a chance to even have any shot at making the playoffs. But I think this game is really competitive. I do think the Falcons do it. I know the Bears. I know the Bears do a really good job stopping the run, but I think the Falcons do a decent job on the ground, make life a little bit easier for Taylor Heineke. I think Taylor Heineke throws a touchdown pass. I think he manages the game. I think he's actually the quarterback who makes less mistakes on Sunday because I think this game is close in the fourth quarter. And I think Justin Fields is going to do what, he, what he's done. I know he's played well at times this year, but I think he's going to do, do what he's done in the fourth quarter all season. Turn the ball over and make mistakes, and I think that's going to lead to a Bears loss. That's why I got the Falcons going to 8-8, eight and eight, winning this game 20-13 to 13 over the Bears. But can Justin Fields continue to stay hot and end the Falcons' season? I got Bears, yeah, 21 to 17 in this one. I don't, I know Justin Fields and the Bears, they have not, they've struggled in close games in the fourth quarter, but I can't trust Atlanta team on the road. They're two and five this year. Um, and I think kind of the same happens yet again this week. I think they, you know, Heineke, yes, did it, you know, played really, you know, played pretty well last week in the win against Indianapolis, but, you know, I could see him making a turnover too. And I think Justin Fields, does enough in this one. And I do think the Bears defense does a good job of slowing down the running game enough. And I think the Bears have a good game on the ground. I think Fields makes enough plays. Yeah, he'll probably he might make a turnover two in this one, but I do think the Bears they'll overcome that and get the 21-17 win at home. All right, we got an AFC East matchup in Buffalo as the Pats take on the Bills. Oh, this this is this is gonna be I I I think I think the Pats might stay in it early, but 
I do think Buffalo takes control in the second half. I think do think Allen throws two or three touchdown passes. He always plays well against the Patriots. Usually plays well against the Patriots in Buffalo. We last the game last year to knock the Patriots out. The game uh, two years ago in the playoffs to, to to beat the Patriots in the in the playoffs. So I think Allen plays pretty well, and I do think Zappy throws a pick or two in this game. And that's why I got the Bills going to ten and six, winning their fourth straight. No, they didn't play that well last week, but I think they play better this week. I got the Bills winning this one, twenty-eight to thirteen over the Pats. But Justin, can the Pats sweep the Bills and put and and, and uh, put them in a bad position going into Week Seventeen, Week Eighteen? I mean. uh, I, no, nah, I got the Bills as well here, twenty-three to thirteen. Um, I do think there's going to be a turnover too there by Zappy, and the Bills' offense is going to be able to capitalize on it. You know, you know, Patriots last year were right in that game. They gave up two kickoff returns for touchdowns. Um, that's kind of where the special teams downfall is. Uh, has been, you know, the last two years. It's, you know, the special team plays, they haven't been there, but hopefully this year they don't give up that. Um, you know, if the Patriots can kind of make the Bills one-dimensional, they got a they got a chance in this one, but I don't trust their offense enough here. I know they played pretty well last week against Denver. Um, but yeah, you mentioned Bills, you know, Josh Allen has played really well against New England. You know, he they put up 25 points uh in the first meeting. Their defense couldn't make a stop there. So I got the Bills here winning this one 23 to 13. We got an AFC matchup in Indianapolis, and both these teams, uh uh, both these teams still are still in it. Obviously, the Colts are the number seven seed in the AFC. The Raiders uh, are uh, seven, eight, but they still have a chance. I think it's a close competitive game, but I think the Colts run the football with Zach Moss. I think Mitchell throws a couple of touchdowns. I think this game comes down to Aiden O'Connell with the ball in his hand and him not getting it done. And that's why the Colts, who have played well at home this year, I got the Colts beating the Raiders 24 to 19, but Justin, can the Raiders win their win their third in a row and and stay in the playoff race? But one thing's for sure, no matter if they make the playoffs or not, Antonio Pierce has got to be the next head coach of this football team next year. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm set yet on Pierce. Whoa, he whoa. Talking, he keeps talking about we gotta be a physical team that can run the football, but like, does that really win you football games in 2023? That's the only thing I know, but he's a to me he's a leader of men. He's a leader of men. Yes, he needs. I think yes, he needs to start talking more about. He needs to have a little bit of a better thought process than that. But yeah, he, look at look at what he's. You, they can't make the same mistake they made with Rich Basaccia. Yeah, and I think that's probably gonna be on uh on on uh, Davis's kind of back of his mind there. Yes, about that. Um, that yeah, you could have had Basaccia in the way that you know after things have gone. Um. You know, we'll see. Like, I understand. Yeah, he's done a good job. He's a good leader of men. I just, you know, the style player, the, the, like, the offense, like, outside of that Charger game, they couldn't score against Minnesota. Like, their offense has not been great. They only scored one offensive touchdown last week. Like, you know, he can get a good OC, yes, and a good quarterback. All right. You know, we're talking, but I don't know if I'm 100% sold yet on, on him to be the next guy. Um, you know, again, we'll see what's out there, but. You know, for this game, I do think, you know, Menchu's played pretty well this year at home. I know the Raiders defense is really coming into his own. You know, Max Crosby's been a game wrecker, and he could do that again like he was last week. Um, but I do think Menchu plays well enough. I don't trust this Raider offense enough in this one. O'Connell's not great. Like, they didn't complete a pass after the first quarter last week. Like, I just, you know, I need to be tough, even with how bad the Colts' defense has been. You know, I still think they're having a tough time on the road here. It's back-to-back road games um, on a short week. And I do think Indianapolis comes out with a victory. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think they do too. I think that just because of the way they're going to be able to run the football and the way they played at home, they've won a lot of big games at home this year, and I, and I think that, I think that continues this week. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Indy in this game. But staying in the AFC South, we got a matchup in the AFC South between the Titans and Texans. A rematch of a game a couple weeks ago, the Texans won in overtime against the Titans, and I think they win again. I, I they might not win if CJ Stroud doesn't play, but it looks like CJ Stroud's going to be back. I know Texans have a lot of injuries with Will Anderson and Jonathan Grenard. That showed up last week when they lost to the Browns. But I think C.J. Stroud has a has a decent game. I do think the Texans defense makes defense makes a big play at the end play at the end against Ryan Tannehill, and that's why I got the Texans uh, keeping their playoff hopes alive. And if say the Texans and the Colts win and the Jaguars lose, that Texans Colts game next week is for the division title in Indianapolis. So uh, so I th- I'm going to take the Texans here. I got the Texans 23 to 16. But can the Titans get revenge? Can the Titans get revenge from what happened a couple weeks ago against the Texans? Yeah, I got I got uh, Houston this one, twenty three to twenty. Um, yeah, you know if Stroud plays in this one, I do like their chances. And Will Levis, I think, is going to be back here as well for the Titans. But in that first meeting, I know no Will Anderson's been hurt, but Tech the you know Houston was awesome at getting the quarterback and just putting pressure on Levis. They sacked him seven times, and I think the same thing happens again. I think Houston's defense does play you know bounces back, plays well here against the Tennessee offense that you know, has not been great all season long. And I think Houston at home bounces back and I think they play a much better football game. And I think Stroud outplays Will Levis. And I do think Houston continues there to fight and, and, um, you know, puts himself yet again, kind of contention staying there in the AFC South title race. Already the Panthers travel to Jacksonville to face these struggling Jaguars. And, and if, even if, uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play this week. I think they're going to continue to struggle, and I think they're going to lose. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, I think they're going to lose. I think Bryce Young has been playing better lately. I think he actually plays pretty well against the Jaguars, and I think they lose a close one. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, I got the Panthers winning this in the upset, 20-17. to 17. But, Justin, can the Jaguars snap their four-game losing streak and, and keep pace with the Colts and the Texans in the AFC South? Yeah, I got the Jaguars. If Lawrence plays in this one, twenty-four to twenty, um, over the Panthers, I I could totally see the Panthers knocking off Jacksonville if their Trevor Lawrence can't go this week, um, because the, the Panthers have been feisty. They, you know, this this been a team that hasn't quit yet, uh, which is good to see. They've been they've been close the last, you know, they did beat Atlanta. They you know had an opportunity there to beat the Packers last week, um, putting up thirty points. So I do think Jacksonville, in, in the with how bad Jacksonville's defense has been, I could see Bryce Young playing pretty well in this game but i do think lawrence plays jacksonville kind of bounces back and i think against you know they make enough plays here against the uh caroline defense to win this football game and jacksonville continues to kind of um you know hang on there in the afc south all righty we got a matchup in in uh landover maryland between the niners and the commanders and i think the nights of the week the niners bounce back mccaffrey has a big week purdy throws a couple touchdown passes uh, and I think they turn the ball to percent. I know he's been playing, not playing that poorly, but I think he turns the ball over a couple times against the Niners defense. And that's why I got the Niners cruising this one, 31-13. Justin, I, Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got the Niners here, 34-16. And I pretty brought, bounces back against one of the worst defenses in, in the in the sport right now. Like the Jets' offense played pretty well last week. Um, yeah, Jacoby Brissett now getting the start. Like I think. I think Washington's going to put up some points in this one, just not enough. And I think Brock Purdy, yeah, throws for like four touchdowns. McCaffrey does all he wants on the ground. Debo has a big day. And Niners bounce back and, you know, uh, embarrass Washington in this game. 
All right, we'll wrap up talking about the Cardinals and the Eagles. And I think this is this is going to be a game where the Eagles are going to win, and they're going to win it big. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I think Hurts is going to throw a couple touchdown passes. I don't think the mistakes that have happened the last couple of weeks happen this week. I think they play a clean game, and they win big. I got the Eagles 34-17 over the Cardinals. But, Justin, can the but Justin uh, can the Cardinals Kyler Murray somehow continue can the Cardinals somehow pull this upset in Philadelphia I think they keep this thing close I got Eagles 2021 Jonathan Gannon coming back the Eagles OTC last year he's gonna have a game plan I think that's gonna you know try to slow down this Eagles um offense and I think he's gonna have these guys fired up um you know he knows Jalen Hurst pretty well and Kyle Murray uh you know has you know he's not played bad like this offense has put up some points defensively they're not great and i think that's why the eagles won this football game but i would not be shocked to see arizona like in a tie game here in the fourth quarter um the way the eagles are playing but i do think the eagles find a way to win still win this football game yeah we'll see what happens there we'll definitely see what happens there but that is going to wrap up this edition of sports talk with rnj uh, for, for Justin Alfio, I'm Steve Risser, but we will be back in 15 minutes talking about a historic losing streak in the NBA, and we will be talking about, we will be breaking down the two semifinal games in the college football playoff, so make sure you tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley... He's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.